Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, how are you? So welcome to episode 93 of the Property Magic Podcast. Wow, we're really inching to episode 100. Hey, 100. <laughs> Yay! So guys, today you're in for a really incredible show. Uh, our mm. guest today is Chili Boy Mutiva, and with me is my co-host, uh, Dr. Miranda. My name is Vangile Makwakwa. I'm the host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts increase income and live their best lives. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn under Vangile Makwakwa. And you can just find me on uh, Facebook under Wealthy Money. So welcome to my beautiful co-host, Misa. How are you doing? I am doing. I am doing. (laughs) (laughs) This is whenever we have... um, uh, multiple episodes on the same day, I often wonder why do we even do this to ourselves? It is incredibly nice to bring you these shows, but yeah, it is also very, very intense. We we had yeah. such a good time in this particular episode. It is one of my biggest sessions with mentees. I'm Dr. Miranda prop doc mom and I run a property mentorship for beginners for exactly the reason that this episode exists. We are Mm -hmm. talking property structuring, we're talking estate planning. Mm -hmm. Guys, you want to listen with a notebook, right? Mm -hmm. You want to listen very, very closely and maybe to highlight this podcast episode because you're going to need it over and over again. So, my job as a property mentor for beginners is to help you property structure and to encourage you to actually do it, you know, don't talk about it. And I take you from fear and doubt and anxiety about property investing to actually taking action and getting your first deal. And this is one of of my main sessions that I really, really, really feel like everybody should know this it would never turn you off property investing so let's get into it let's not spoil the fun for you yes welcome to the show Shilly boy thank you for coming on hi thank you so much for having me miranda and Mavinga. i don't know it well Bandi. Oh my God! Bandi. Bandi. <laughs> Only Americans and French people say no. Americans say French people say Vangil. Maybe I need to trace my DNA, huh? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Shida boy, are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. All right, Vangil. It really isn't a common South African name. I tell people that all the time. Well, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys Thank for having me. Yeah, so welcome to the to welcome to the show. My goodness, it took us a whole year to get you to sit oh, down with no. us. Oh, don't say that. Almost nine months. 
I went on my messenger to see when I first made contact with him. But thank oh, you for making the time. Okay. It's hectic oh, wow. and he runs his own property round table. So understandably, thank you again for coming. And we're hoping to, you're going to teach and learn. Mm. So Shelly Boy, tell us about yourself. Who are you? How do you define yourself as a human being? What do you do for a living? These are two <laughs> totally different things. People conflate who they are with what they do. So that's why we ask. True. Oh, wow. Uh, True. Uh, okay. What I, I think maybe let me start with what I do because I mean, probably someone can come in and they'll remind me what I do. So it, it's, it's much easier than, than explaining who am I. So um, look, um, I think uh, 80% of to 90% of my time, I do uh, property structuring and, okay. and estate planning. Oh. Uh, for for property investors, so I I co-founded a company called Intergen with uh, one gentleman, um, and uh, Intergen basically, in a nutshell, is it's within private wealth management space. Okay. Uh, but do, our niche focus is for property investors, so okay. we do do things like trust registrations, act as independent trustees. We okay. do we specialize in trust accounting. Um, oh, wow. that's basically, uh, and we do disease estates administration and obviously the wills drafting that comes with that. So if you think about it, it's more like estate planning, but estate planning. for property investors only. Oh, so, wow. so yeah. So then 20% I invest in property, uh, mm-hmm. because my old background has been about building houses. So I started by building houses, funny enough that until I found myself back into the estate planning. So, okay. yeah, so I invest in student accommodation and uh, and few projects that we are developing around Fendale and the north side. Okay. Yeah, and then few Airbnbs in Cape Town. So maybe that's where Vangeli will, will be able to to be our client. Who knows? Yeah, so I think I think that's that's pretty much what I do in a nutshell. Like, uh, like yeah, that. and of course I do fishing a lot. That's that's one oh, word. Wow. That. Yeah, oh, fishing! Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I do, yeah, I do, I do f- freshwater fishing. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't like sea sea water because I can't swim. <laughs> so, 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 so I try to avoid going fishing in a, in an ocean. I, I do fishing in on the ocean in June. We like June in Devon. Okay. Um, yeah, it's better because we tend mm. to avoid fresh waters around winter. So I think that's yeah, that's in a nutshell what I do, I guess. And who mm-hmm. am I? Um, geez, uh, oh, I, I, I don't know if profession matters that it's who you are, but I'm a general yeah. accountant by profession. That's mm-hmm. uh, pretty mm-hmm. much my mm-hmm. sort of my qualification. I'm, I was telling your colleague that I'm currently doing my uh, international tech studies with uh, this university, and uh, mm-hmm. and also some couple of courses that I'm busy with with tax mm. faculty. So yeah, tax is my life right now. Yeah. And um, who am I? Yeah, I'm still uh, on the market. I'm still single. I think they only say <laughs> on the that's who you are. Okay. And I'm still a bachelor. <laughs> you know when they say bachelor as they come? Yeah, so, yeah. 
Yeah, still chilly boy. And uh, no kids, I guess that also explains that. Yeah. And yeah, so pretty much that's where I am. That's I love it. how you're using our our podcast as a mini dating show. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> <laughs> we are loving it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> different people come for different reasons on the oh, podcast. Wow. So yeah, who please, knows? You never know. Who knows? <laughs> but I love, love what you started with, Chili Boy. This is one area. So we're just going to hone in on it. I keep telling people for the there will be an accountant and then there's an accountant, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a conveyance lawyer and then there's a lawyer and a conveyance lawyer. But then someone who does estate planning, can you just explain to our listeners again why the specialization of estate planning is so important for a property investor? What is that even? Why does it even make sense for a black man to become an estate planner. Yeah, I, I think thanks. I think I think um, you know it it it's, it comes close to the heart, and in a sense yeah. that we speak a lot about transformation, mm-hmm. um, uh, economic transformation, but mm-hmm. very few people understand or we ask difficult questions about uh, the principles of that should be guiding that uh, economic transformation. Right. If you, if, you, if you are more interested in economic transformation, you definitely then need to understand how to go about preserving that economy that you're talking about. Because okay. within the principle of transformation, they come with the principle of retention of wealth. But then exactly. how do you retain wealth without planning your wealth? So, yeah. so, so I think that's where I'm trying to explain what an estate plan is all about. It's about how do you preserve and how do you determine who gets what and uh, at what particular point in time they get that. Mm-hmm. And that might mean you, during your living, you beyond your death, who gets what. So that's yeah. in a nutshell. And, and it's about who do you transfer wealth to during your living, by the way, and mm-hmm. at death, because I think that's a misconception that is out there that estate planning is, is around death, death, death. Yeah. But the reality is that within within you during living, you also still need to determine on who gets your wealth, because the reality is that we exchange wealth. You know, I always have a say that a wealth is, is transferred rather than it's created in a mm. sense that if tomorrow I decide to consult with you and I decided to transfer wealth to you, you didn't decide to create wealth. I decided to transfer wealth to you. Mm-hmm. So we transfer wealth as we progress around the life. But then if you don't do a proper planning and estate planning within your life, you might actually end up not being wealthy because you might involuntarily transfer wealth to other people. So and that that is in a nutshell what estate planning is all about. It's about you preserving wealth and creating wealth. So that's my understanding of estate planning. Such power in that, guys. Like, yeah. underline, yeah. italics, bold in red, right? Yeah. And what is property structuring and how does it link up to estate planning? I know I'm making you repeat, but, mm. you know, for a listener that's listening here, we've got total rookies, we've got people who are in the middle of their property investing Mm -hmm. and they still haven't done property structuring. Can you explain why 
that is so critical. I, I think, uh, you know, all these things, they tend to find each other. They find to get to the point where they're integrate, part of integrated. In a sense that property structuring, I mean, let's say tomorrow you decide to go in, both of you decide to go into property investing together, co-invest something. Mm-hmm. The reality is that as much as you're going to create that wealth, you need mm-hmm. to structure your affairs in such a way that are able to link back to preserving your wealth, link back to creating wealth, link back to protection of your wealth for that matter. So the structuring is guided by, I always say it's guided by three principles uh, in in property space is about optimizations of tax. I mean, no one wants to pay tax. I always throw it back and say to people, what do you think when you think of SARS? Mm-hmm. What emotions comes out? Maybe mm-hmm. uh, Vagali, you might even pain. you might even uh, <laughs> you, you might even think about the nerve ne- the nerve systems. What nerve systems most? Uh, yeah. when, when... So guys, Chili Boy just learned about the work I do with my nerve. <laughs> <laughs> it does, Chili Boy. SARS evokes fear in my heart. Yeah. I get butterflies in my stomach. I get cold feet. I sweat. I'm just bad with admin. So it really, well, it used to evoke fear. I don't fear it anymore. Not as much, you know, I I know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to navigate myself. Like as soon as I receive a note from SARS, I'm not joking, you guys. I screenshot it and I WhatsApp to my accountant. I'm just (laughs) like, sorry, (laughs) I don't even know what's going on here. Taxes are your domain. (laughs) Wow, SARS is so... It's scary, I get guys. annoyed. I won't lie. I still mm-hmm. I'm working on my annoyance and my anger, and I'm also working on the gratitude of the fact that I can pay taxes, and I do get to pay taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Because this country does support me in so many ways. Structurally, yeah. we have good roads. We can do things, mm. but I don't know anyone that genuinely wants that is excited to pay tax. Let's be honest. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. but- so but I'm in that not excited bracket. But that's exactly <laughs> why the structuring uh, that Miranda had asked is about yeah. is about those three principles to say how do you optimally make sure that you pay the right tax, not overpay unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. So that's one component of structuring that property investors need to consider. And then within that, the other principle will be issue around how do you then protect your wealth, right? And it, it might be how to protect your wealth or how do you protect yourself against your wealth? Because your wealth can be your downside, by the way. So yes, the reality is that, you, yeah, yeah, exactly. So a lot can happen Please, with can you your wealth. That? I'll, I'll, I'll give example. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of cases that we read about. You know, the more wealth you create, the more ISIS opens around you. It's a reality. You know? The more what, sorry? The more wealth you create, right? The more eyes, the more you, you you know you 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 know the more people know about you, and the more ones mm. to attempt to transfer again to transfer the wealth away from you to you, to mm. to themselves. So so that that's a that's an asset protection point of view, but because it's just a principle in a sense that a lot of variables, a lot of scenarios can happen. So you need to guard against that. And when you do property structure, you might get along with someone who invest in right now. But when the money starts swingling in, and then Shilipoy changes the color and say, hey, you know, so, the, but then if you do not structure your affairs properly, 
then the chances are you might not have protected your wealth. And that's very much, and that's the estate planning, by the way, because yes. estate planning is about how do you plan your estate? What is estate? Estate is your wealth. It's an asset's liabilities. That's totally, then the, the balance is what you call estate. It's just a fancy ways of your net balance sheet, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a terminology issue. So, but then if you don't think about that, you don't think about the protection, then what's going to happen? So now then there's another one where we're talking about creating wealth you normally create wealth by looking at optimizing your financing because that's why other people will say how do i use other people's money but then you need to position yourself and structure your affairs in such a way that you actually attract that i mean think about it i'll give it i'll throw example think about scenario where you want to attract other people to invest with you but you're busy investing in your personal day how would you attract someone and say invest with me if you're investing yeah. in money. How, how do you sell shares to, uh, yeah. to a bank i, I mean I've, I've had a client where they had these huge units the, the i mean they bought it back in the days 99 i think 94 somewhere there one of those people privileged ones when we went to in the democracy and then they went into properties well done to them but then later on they wanted to refinance those properties and only to yeah. find that those properties are in their personal name i'm That's talking about a lot of units eh? Mm. But the bank said, no, but we can't finance you. You need yeah. to move these properties out of your personal name before mm. we can actually do that. Likely, mm. they, have, they happen to know uh, some of us in, at Intergen. And that's when they came in and said, listen, I've got a challenge. I want to raise money, but I've got these issues. Now there's yeah. a tax issues, tax implication, there's capital gain, there's transfer duties. Transfer duties. Yeah. yeah. So, so one needs to find a way of then evoke the emotions are evoked by the way like how you feel then yeah. i need to i need to heal them you, you were speaking about healing so then yeah. i i need to heal them from those nerve systems yeah. now <laughs> <Silly> <laughs> boy. Move them. and then and, and i mean i need to massage those nerve systems and then say that's Listen, true let's move away and get yeah. you back giving the massage and move uh, and make sure that we pay less tax and make sure maybe if it's possible this transfer duty can be rolled over and therefore then they feel light up and they say listen i don't think i need a dr miranda so you know I'm, i think i'm i'm okay Shilipo. thank you true. so much so that's that's, that's basically optimizations of these three principles and Absolutely. effectively then you have a property structure yeah. guys Mina, I like it when you explain it. When you did on Facebook, the first time I heard you explain this, I was like, I I like it because for the first time I'm hearing it explained by a black person. Mm -hmm. It came out right? And this is exactly what we don't understand. When I go into investing with my sister i'm even scared to ask her that we must sign this paper right now we love each other very much but then we've got kids who might not have the same principle when i have i have properties in my family that are swimming in the escrow they don't belong to anyone because no one left a plan right there's no planning and it happens, we can only speak for brown people because we only know each other, right? No, 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 I mean, you need to be proud. Mm, mm. Yeah. Now mm. we've got three properties in my family that it it just it just causes a lot of pain because mm. there was no structuring, right? Mm. Mm. The grandmothers, they were sisters, they invested together in a plot 
it belongs to no one right now because mm. we can't agree, right? Mm-hmm. Because people mm-hmm. can't agree, and because and yeah. like, I don't understand though, because I've yeah. seen this happen in in my mom's family as well. There's yeah. so much land that is just floating, floating. And it's like, yeah. but there just doesn't seem even people can't even come to the table and say let's let's, let's find a shiny boy. And then let's just like apportion it or let's hire a lawyer and let's do something about it. Even that is so emotional because it's like, oh, so you're going to get your person. You already know how much you're going to make. How uh, do you have like side deals with the real estate agent? Mm -hmm. It is so deep, this thing. mm, But I mean, I mean, it's exactly in our, we call it a fragmented assets in a sense Mm -hmm. that uh, because of lack of planning, they left all this wealth in multiple people. And, yeah. and and had they said when they left and said, Shilly boy, can we get someone within your firm to draft a will in such a way that when I pass on, I bequeath these assets either to a company or to a trust. Then in that context, then they avoid creating that self, self-entitlement because if I bequeath these things to a family trust, none of these people that will create this friction, actually owns these things. Then there are appointed trustees that manage this. They, they can't do anything. They just be, you can go and create a noise as you want, but the reality yeah. is that you don't own these properties. So you, you plan ahead. But it goes back to what the principle that I said earlier. I said, it's about planning on who gets what and at what time. Because mm-hmm. the, the reality is that if you had planned it and say, listen, I've got these three properties in my name, and unfortunately, I'm not going to listen to Shilly Boy to move them right now. I'm going to move them upon my death. Then it's fine. The least, the least we can do, which we always say is an elementary estate planning, is about making sure that you actually bequeath these assets using a will. And then you don't create a fragmented assets in a sense that you don't give Dr. Miranda an agriculture farm in the middle of Zaneng while she has a practice in Fontaine, it's not gonna, yeah. you understand? So you yeah. also understand your children. Yeah. And you know, you need to understand that to say, I'm not gonna do that. And yeah. how do I then move this into a proper structure that will be administered in the best interest of the family to avoid this friction, by the way? Absolutely. Oh, wow. oh. So as you're talking, I'm just wondering, <sighs> do you, have you been able to pinpoint what are some of, because I'm sure that there are people sitting here listening and listening. it's not property and assets, but they're scared to go see someone like you, Shilly Boy. What are some of the challenges and fears or things that hold us back, especially as brown people, to go and have a conversation with someone like you yeah. in that world? So that's that a good question. Why does holding mm-hmm. them back and they can start working through it? Have you been able to see any of that? It's trauma. You're speaking about trauma, right? Financial <laughs> <Yeah>. trauma. <laughs> so. Like, you know, when then, God. <laughs> I'm telling you, usually, I just went, wealthy money, I hear it. But he knows it. He knows it. He deals with it every day. You didn't know that it's a whole science, Nishili boy. (laughs) Okay, I've got, yeah, no. Okay, let's move. Okay, there's a trauma, right? Mm. But the reality is that, okay, jokes aside, I just wanted to to move, to bring Mm. you, to relate to you. But then the the, the reality is that um, what I've seen 
a lot that that I can actually speak from the heart yeah. is 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 a reality around sense of loss of control in a sense mm-hmm. that we've got a you know wealth 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 it's a very it's a fugazi it's a it's a it's a fugazi it's it's it 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 creates it creates those uh, feelings that don't exist mm-hmm. and if you don't understand wealth you end up having these um emotions that if you don't manage them they can actually be like like i said earlier can be your downside mm-hmm. in a sense that when we advise people to say please control and do an estate planning properly and there's a point where there's a you need to because to have a, a very efficient very efficient estate planning at some point you, you need to let go of control mm. so now when i bought that property and i told the whole social media that you 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 know you know that chess i don't know if you watched the that uh, movie the wolf of wall street <laughs> oh my god it's a sign of ego it's a sign of i'm in charge that's so true. some that's people true. do this through the post on social media right yeah uh, you know a social media when i say i bought 10 properties guys everyone say Ooh, that's what you are saying to oh, oh but anyway so i'm digressing the reality is that then that sense of control that sense of control makes people not listen to a more structured more advice because when you tell that person to say listen actually it's not a good idea to be having these properties in your personal name how about we move these properties to this structure that is independent of you. Huh? Chili boy, I must trust my these people with my properties. These properties, the title did is in my name. No, 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 no. And then can you see, you know, that people are are crying over something that is fugazi, you know, a sense of control. Sense of control doesn't exist. Yeah. It's just a it's just a feel, and it's a feeling. So 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 people people don't want that for efficient estate planning i think that's the biggest yeah. thing people need to let go yeah because i'll give you an example oh, one of the losses within the trust that yeah. makes you have a strong trust is yeah. where you make sure that you don't become capital beneficiary of your wealth of course of your wealth yes yeah then yeah. it separate it separates you mm. from the independence Ooh. of the trust Ooh. Ooh, so you've just said when, a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> Can you unpack what a beneficiary is and why yeah. would I not, Pella? I'm just thinking of our parents. Even when you come into their homes, they will remind you a million times. <laughs> By the way, this is my home. If you want to do Wamla. you know, Wamla. so now you are saying my home should be owned by a trust, and I'm not the main beneficiary of said home mm-hmm. that is owned by that trust of i know yeah. i know Shilipa, you've just lost us please don't <laughs> okay okay L- let me win you back okay. let me win you back i'm going back to the principles right the principles is about you creating wealth and deciding on who gets what at at what point okay that's a principle that's a guiding principle but as long as i'm alive i want that money to come to me it must be mine i work for it i'm just playing devil's advocate right you know, I know that's such a good way of doing it yes 
No, no, I've, I've not disputed that. He will get everything. But we still remember when you're deciding on who gets what at what mm. point. Right. You, are, you can also include to incorporate yourself within the process. Remember, okay. I said you do this thing during your living and then you're also planning. They always say other people rule from the grave. So now mm. you, you do this thing during your living and then beyond your death. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So you're more worried that say, listen, Shilipo, I should be benefiting. Of course. Remember, yeah. remember the concept here is to make sure that you pass on capital to beneficiaries. Mm. So now the capital is the foundation of everything. So now if you are planning your thing to say, I'm going to make sure that the, these beneficiaries, which can be your kids, kids of your kids, you know, mm. your descendants, let me rather use the word descendants. So the descendants become capital beneficiaries and then you can just become an income beneficiary yeah. where you can still live. And what is more important during your life? Is it not income than capital? Because the reality is that capital is going to leave behind, but the income can look, can make you travel to Turkey after six months and leave Chile Boy and Miranda behind. The real, yeah. So 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 that's that's basically what I'm trying to say yeah. because you are being taken care of use being an income beneficiary. Income beneficiary. Mm-hmm. I like that, guys. You know, yeah. I when 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 I talk to mentees, actually, uh, boy, I I always put a disclaimer that I'm so glad that I'm I'm only a doctor. I don't know how to explain it the way you do in the mm-hmm. principal way that you do, but. The minute I understood that, that, ah, guys, it's not about your ego. It's not about mine, mine, mine. One year old, you know, when a one year old has got a toy, mm-hmm. it's got nothing to do with that. The minute you understand that you unhinge from wanting to own in your personal name and then mm-hmm. there are no problems. Yeah. yeah. That's such and a... So, I wanted to ask back to the beneficiaries. So, Mina, you know, I'm always going to come back to the trauma of our families and the structure. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I think people may be worried about is, what if I do all this and maybe I know that the youngest is not that great with money, but the eldest is great. How do I make, but I want to leave my children a fair amount of money, but I want this to outlast even the youngest, that if they get this money, they will blow it through. They'll use their 50% or their 30% of the inheritance. There'll be nothing left for my grandchildren, but the others, their grand, my grandchildren will be taken care of because maybe the other two children are responsible with money. Is there a way that you can structure that right now? Because we see it with people that have been like, dead for like centuries but the descendants are still eating from what they um uh, what their great 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 grandparents have done you know there's um there's uh, what we call Brudebrand uh trust yes yes and those are trust i you'll understand the concept of the wedding way is coming from but Normally, when we refer to that, we refer to those trusts that were founded in 190101. That are still existing. So the basic way, the high level of structuring is that there will be those clauses and principles that governs that fear, that trauma. Let's let's deal with that trauma. Mm-hmm. That, that, that trauma, we, 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 we deal with it and understanding the, ner- the nerve systems that led to, to you know, wh- which nerves were compromised. 
and what yeah. compromised them. And yeah. it might be that you're worried about the behavior of the youngest, mm-hmm. right? We put losses. I mean, that people people can be blackmailed to say, give me this for entire life, right? Yeah. So we put losses in such a way that this person um, will obviously forfeit. Once you find yourself in a compromised situation, mm-hmm. then you forfeit to get anything from the trust. Mm-hmm. So oh which means gosh. that should yeah. this person being, you know, I mean, uh, there was a uh, story that I read that one of our athletes was actually under control of, of drug laws. So the, mm-hmm. the reality is that once you're compromised at that position, then you forfeit the benefits within the trust. Oh my gosh. So you can create things like that. And then the moment you start having a behavior like that, where you know that this person can actually ex- you know, misuse the, 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 the money. There are contracts, there are clauses within the, the trust that you can put where you say, this trust is only meant to maintain beneficiaries, which means that the trustees can decide instead of giving this particular person the money directly, we actually end up maintaining their life di- directly to those, like to other, without giving them, they'll be broke in the bank account, but their, their life is well taken care of. So oh, instead, wow. instead, yeah. instead of them having that control, can you see? So you're dealing with yeah. issues like that. And because they don't own them, but they, your beneficiary doesn't mean you don't own those things. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. so the control is with the trustees. You can kick and scream as you wish. The reality is that legally you don't own anything. Absolutely. This is, so Which, this is such power. This is such power. It it reminds me that I, I I don't know how old you guys are, but I lived in the in the times of Dallas and Dynasty. And I remember episodes where there would be disputes against a trust because yeah, they, grandfather said you shouldn't marry who if you ever divorce this wife and if you do this, and they would be fighting about clauses in the trust. So you are saying from the grave, I can rule that if Neo goes and marries whoever and whoever, they can make as much noise as they want. If they do not have children, my benefits must pass on to whoever. If they don't never ever have children, I bequeath my whatever to mm. this other family or something like that. I, I can have okay. control maybe, like that. Maybe let's take a step back. <laughs> I said earlier, the moment everything moves to the trust, you are no longer in charge. Mm. So you cannot you cannot bequeath anything anymore. You bequeath oh, okay. you bequeath what is in your personal in name. The, oh, okay, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you'll use a will to bequeath everything. What mm. you are what you are raising, and it's a very interesting question that you just raised now to say what happens if this one gets married? What happens this one if he doesn't have children? What happens this right? Mm-hmm. You also need to be very, very careful in a sense that um, what you put as a part of the trust deed should not be in contradiction with the current legislations or constitution for that matter. Because there was a court case where uh, one of the trust deed actually said that the children that will inherit from the trust, and is one of these Bruder Bond uh, trust, and it was saying that, are you guys there? We are here. Oh, okay. So it, it, it was one of those, what, 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 what it was saying that only the biological children 
can actually benefit. Can actually benefit. And that's mm. found it to be unconstitutional because when it define a, a, a child, it, it actually incorporated uh, what you call it incorporated even adopt, adopted children. Adopted based, children. Based on mm. our, our legal framework or a legal system, yes, even adopted children are considered children currently. So can you see that your trust deed is actually unconstitutional? So yeah. you also need you also needs to be sensitive of of um of putting clauses that actually can contradict the constitution and other legal forms. So the, the law at the end of the day will overrule um what is in the trust. Deed. What things. you're saying is yeah. So yeah. what you, what you are saying that normally what happens is that remember to comply like laws like BE, for instance. Mm-hmm. You may find that you've got a trust that owns an operating company. And this operating company is also dependent on BE projects. Yeah. Right. So how are you going to weigh the weighting of the trust and who becomes beneficial? Then it, it becomes important. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, it, you can't find yourself where your, your son-in-law or your, 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 your daughter-in-law uh, will, will actually reduce the BE uh, ownership. Or, or the B points. Oh. So then you need to be careful on how you're structuring this thing in such a way that you don't compromise that. So you may find that such people will end up not benefiting from the, uh, what you call, from the trust. So such oh. case can actually be worked around because it's in line with the law of the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh, hmm. wow. Wow, this man. Is really, really this is learning, guys. So... Yep. I remember there was a, sorry, there was a story around this when I worked at one of the universities, people will know if they research which university I worked at here in the Cape, and um, a trustee had left uh, trust when he passed on in the Ren? Hi guys, I lost you. Yeah, we you were frozen. Yeah. Do you oh, want to start again? I, I switched off the video quickly just to Oh, sorry, them. I switched off my video as well. Um, the trustee had left a trust saying that he's leaving money to the university, but the mm. only beneficiaries of the trust for students that would uh, get the money to study would be white students. So the university couldn't take the money because mm. of that. So they had to go back and say, unless the, I don't know how they resolved it, but they said they couldn't take this money because it was, it was illegal. So they had to go back and redraft it. But then the guy had already passed on. Mm. 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 Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a very interesting question. It's like me saying, uh, I I mean, there was another case. You remember another case where it was a discrimination. Remember what is discrimination? I think it's, um, I'm, I'm not familiar with the constitutional, Act, but the reality is that there's a section, I think it's section nine, if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on it. Uh, but then there's a discrimination of sexism, uh, race, and agenda, and things like that. So it shouldn't, your trusted obviously should not fall within those categories of discrimination. So um, rather than racism, let me say discrimination rather. So, so in that context, there was a discrimination of race, right? So mm. that that trust did one fly. 
so that's right. it's like me say only my my female dot my females uh descendants can benefit from that that can that can fly but what mm-hmm. you can do you can say only so and so can benefit from oh. i can benefit that is allowed you can name mm-hmm. them you can say shili or miranda but instead of say only uh, boys must benefit from that that's a I discrimination see. that's I a see. gender discrimination yeah it's i think it's section 9 of the constitution or something like that yeah okay okay oh okay so when you draft the trust it is governed by all these laws the trust law the text the constitution all of them come together in exactly 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 you need to make sure that your you can have you can have millions of clauses but as long as they contradict the country laws it's not going to fly okay okay wow boy because you are a tax person i'm very excited to ask this question <laughs> can you share with us um legal tax hacks that make property a wow. lucrative investment. <laughs> <laughs> some, some of them. I, 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 I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if uh, commissioner will be happy with me. So, <laughs> so. But why? Why? Why is why? Why is it an advantage to to invest in property? And how do you make yourself tax efficient? Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Mm, okay. Good way. Yeah. Although, well, boy, I did mm-hmm. learn the first thing we learned in in my finance class in tax law mm. was tax avoidance is legal, tax evasion is illegal, and our yeah. lecturer at UCT would make us repeat that at the at every so often in our lectures. You know, he was like, tax avoidance is what legal, tax evasion illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but and like. Like yeah. like what they say, things don't remain constant, right? They so don't. unfortunately, things have changed now. There's a there's a subsection between uh, around tax avoidance. So mm. now tax avoidance is starting to be seen as illegal right now. That's why wow. I'm saying be careful uh, mm. because they they invoked. There's a court that court case that just happened right now in uh, mm-hmm. Western Cape when the interpretation of what we call commercial sense principle is starting to be evoked mm. so if things that you entered into do not make commercial sense you cannot justify tax avoidance okay so there's an argument around that and it, it invoked it there's also a principle that we call it a, a, a you uh, where tax avoidance might you might get away with it is where you 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 are faced with what you call choice principles. A choice principles in a sense that if 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 you wanna go to where's where which place are we all familiar with? Let's say Limpopo. Let me use Limpopo. I'm more mm-hmm. familiar with Limpopo. Let's say I wanna go to Limpopo. My mm-hmm. commercial sense is to go to Limpopo. Mm-hmm. So I can either take and one or i can take the old road i forgot the, the old road the the like all those uh, street of um pumalanga side and things like that mm. so in these two roads is either i'm gonna get a puncher or i'll pay toll gates the other mm. one 
The other one, I'll pay toll gates and have a smooth ride. Mm-hmm. Right. So can you see that? But the main purpose is for me is to go to Limpopo. I just happen to be, because I'm going to Limpopo, then there are these benefits that comes along the way. So what I'm saying is that you need to enter into transaction, not solely purpose is being to avoid tax. Yeah. They need to be that commercial principles to go to Limpopo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my analogy, my example. No, your right. analogy makes sense to me. So if if I am going to ultimately not pay tax for certain things, it mustn't be because I deliberately manipulated yeah. and whatever. It must be, it must be by default that of course this one yes. is tax deductible. Mm, yes. Okay. Yes, right. exactly. Then you can take you can take you can take advantage of those those smooth roads. You know those nice roads as you're going along because mm. there are those deductions that are available for you. Those are roads mm. of you wanting to go and and go to Limpopo. But then it just happened that these benefits are are there along the road. Yes. Okay. So then my question is, what are the deductions that are the smooth riders that are not deliberate? What are the what are yes. those um, yes, uh, exactly. what are the tax benefits of 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 being in property investment? So I guess exactly. those ones we can discuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's quite a lot. I mean, there's the, the I mean, there's geez, the legislation is huge. And yeah. one of them that I see that most property investors commonly use is what we call section 13x. Yeah. Um, yeah, like where if let's say you're buying five residential units that are brand new, then you can be allowed deductions of about 5% on an annual basis. So, mm-hmm. so such kind of things people use. But what I can say is that in most cases, most property investors don't like buying properties that are fresh, right? That's the reality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. most of them say, no, I want to buy multi-led, I want to do all these things and partition or add two more rooms. And that what is what is that what that that is it's what we call improvements, right? So if you look if you look at that section, section 26, mm-hmm. it's specifically saying that you can get that deduction if you incurred costs on either brand new or improvements. So oh. which means that even if you, you you added additional two rooms, it's an improvement of the structure, existing structure, isn't it? Right. Then you are entitled to deduct that five percent on an annual basis. But then you obviously you need to meet those other requirements, which means that you must have at least five residential units. So if you've got the, you know, so can you see that the structure is very important? So imagine mm. if you're one of those people who buy one property per company, can you see that you're not going to benefit within those structure? Exactly. Yeah. So this is where then the structure becomes becomes important. Then because if you come to someone like me, I'll say, no, listen. Instead of you buying one property each company, why don't you just have five so that should you do improvements in in those in those properties, then you can benefit from things like section 18 sex. Absolutely. And when you know such things, you structure very, very, very cleverly. I I know of someone who has got multiple properties and he only buys maximum five and then moves on to the new PTY limited, right? Because he's aware of what is going on here. And yeah. And meanwhile, you have got <laughs> real estate agents who tell people, no, you can't buy your company, your property in this new company. It has got no history. 
They won't mm-hmm. give you a loan. So, you know, those, and it's just little things that we need to know certain other things as property investors. We need to know just beyond the fact that I want a multi lead. You need to know a little bit about your text, a little bit about your structuring, a little bit, and then go to Shilly Boy and sit down, you know, really, mm-hmm. and do the proper structuring. This is such, such a helpful mm-hmm. thing to say. And then there are people who say, Yo, Miranda, so if I invest in property, what about capital gains tax? I love that question so much. <laughs> Everyone will ask you up front. I saw regularly one property, right? <laughs> and the first thing they ask you, Mara, what about capital gains tax? It's just, just unpack it again. Capital gains tax is, and why shouldn't I worry about it? Look, I, I, I think, yeah, uh, I don't know why someone will worry about capital gain tax <laughs> without having a property. Yeah, but, but but the reality is that capital gain tax happens when you, you've got what you call capital in nature um, asset, not yeah. speculative assets, right? Okay. Uh, capital in nature, and you can ask me what do we mean? Mm. And then, again, principles, it's dependent on your intention. Mm-hmm. So if your intention is to speculate in cert- certain assets, then you'll be taxed in a normal tax rate. But then if your intention is for long-term in nature, it's one of mm-hmm. the sort of uh, guiding principle if something is capital in nature. Your intention is to hold it for longer term, then it's capital in nature. Therefore, if you dispose it, if you sell that particular or let's say disposal, let's use that terminology, the right terminology, mm-hmm. which is a disposal. Mm-hmm. Because disposal might mean that you donated it, you you sold it, you 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 disposed for certain uh, uh, situation requires one to to um uh, what do you call to use a market value especially where you're not donations and things or it was expropriated but if you sold it then it's going to be about the consideration that you have received right then then we let's say okay how much did you buy this property for you bought it for five mm-hmm. friends okay but then did you do any form of improvement subsequent to that yes i made a couple of uh, improvements subsequent to that Right. Therefore, then the difference is what we call capital gain. Are you have you owned this property in your personal name? You didn't listen to Shilly Boy. Okay, okay. Good for you. Then we say <laughs> only forty percent of that needs to be taxed, right? Okay. Then we say okay, you're one of those uh, global trotting like uh, Bengali. Then you might be sitting at forty five percent marginal rate. Take forty percent multiply by. 45, that's a roughly 18%, if my math is correct. Yeah, it I'm is that smart. So, so that's pretty much what you're going to pay. But then if you listen to Shilly Boy, maybe you structure things nicely, you put everything in a trust, then we can distribute that capital gain to various beneficiaries. We end up paying less checks. That's another smart way to, to move Absolutely. things so, Absolutely. So that's what capital gain tax basically is. Absolutely. Wow. And Philippa, I just have one more question because this is such an incredible conversation. Um, I know someone is listening to this and they're wondering, 
when is the best time to set up a trust? So maybe I'm just getting started yeah. and I, I don't have a lot. So why no. I don't have to worry about this? I'll worry about this when I have like tons and tons of property. When is the actual best time for people to start estate planning? And yeah. is it ever too late? Because that's the other thing that we deal with. It's, people it's, that think it's too late. Yeah. So yeah. important. Mm. Look, I think fundamentally we need to emphasize one thing. Mm. Estate plan is important, irrespective of who you are, mm. how much you have. Do mm. you know that do you know that people fight for this cup? You see how beautiful there's a dog actually. It's, nice. it's got a beagle on it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, ne? So beautiful. people will fight for this when you pass yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> so so what you I'm trying to say, I was I didn't mean to 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 yeah, it was not supposed to be a joke, but anyway. So um, yeah, so what I'm trying to say is that no matter who you are, right. is important. Mm. No matter who you are, even if you own a cup, it's very important. You need to decide on who gets it and when. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I answered you. Mm. That, that's estate planning. Now mm. the trust. Remember, trust is a, one of the tools within the umbrella of estate planning. Yeah. Yes. The type of marriage that when you get married is another tool. The antenuptial contract is another tool. Mm. Will is another tool. Companies is another tool. Mm. Trust is another tool. You, you understand? Agreements mm. that are in place is another tool for estate planning. Okay. Insurance okay. is another tool. You understand? Absolutely. So yeah. now the, the trust component to say, when is it necessary? It mm. might be also dictated on the level of your wealth. Mm. I'll give an example. Why are we worried about this? If you've got too much wealth, you're exposed. So yeah. you try to protect wealth as much as possible, right? Mm -hmm. That's a commercial sense. Yeah. Then for that matter, you also don't want to create a situation where there are three properties. Now there's a families involved, uh, like you gave the scenario, Miranda. So yeah. you might say, listen, I think these properties need to be bequeathed to my trust upon my death. Or for that matter, I need to know during living who's going to administer this property should I pass on? Then you might yeah. end up creating a living trust now and move everything into the trust. Yeah. So that is, it's really dependence on each person's circumstances and facts. So in most cases, then you also, I haven't even th thought about or discussed an issue of tax. I'm mm. still talking about facts and circumstances that warrant why someone will want to have an orderly succession because succession is very critical and you need to plan your succession. The reality mm -hmm. is that families don't plan succession. You need to have a proper family succession plan. Mm -hmm. So and a, a, a proper family succession plan is also how you're going to leave these assets that you're talking about. Then how is even trust relevant? It's relevant because it might even also save you the issue of estate duty. Because when you pass yeah. on the estate duty issues. Yeah, yeah. So if you are a property investor, you're watching. I mean, the reality is that what are the chances that you're not going to be a millionaire? you're already a multi-millionaire because you just need what two three four properties that yeah. are over a million rent then you pay them within the five years then you are a multi-millionaire so that's a reality so you're exposed from asset duty already exactly. so why would you want to have these things in your personal name rather have a trust that's own everything and then you become a trust fund, uh, trust fund. maybe 
a trust um, fund baby. But that's the thing. We speak about trust fund babies in a, 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 a very loose terms, and we even have quite the songs about them without understanding how critically important it not only preserves wealth, it not only saves you from estate duty, but it also preserves relations, hey? Yeah, exactly. 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 You're it right. Preserves relationships. I, I just mm-hmm. wonder which song is that? Trust fund babies in white. Oh, trust fund yeah. babies. <laughs> <laughs> How so you would be? <laughs> but silly I'm, boy, this has I'm, been... I'm, I'm that darling. <laughs> this has been such such help a help and just yeah. fair people just knowing who to go to and yeah. someone that they can ask because you know when we get married i get married to shitty boy today and then we can't even talk about whether we are doing an anc contract and then uh somebody's going to be upset that you you are already thinking about how you're going to get his wealth or how he's going to get your wealth those things are not important guys can we yeah. do these things man hey mm-hmm. oh man black people and by the way this has been great yeah there are saying? benefits there are benefits for structuring things properly i mean i was telling someone yesterday was it yesterday about the benefits of life policies that you got before you got married i'll give you an example mm. if you get if you've got a life policy right now and you're not yet married mm. if by the time you you, you get married you come to shield boy say shield boy i want to get married but i want to get married with uh, accrual or without accrual which means mm-hmm. that then we're gonna do an nuptial contract right mm-hmm. then my colleague who's a notary will come in and obviously draft that i'm a ceo i'll tell you the tax implications of whatever decision that you want to take now that life policy right if you then bequeath that life policy to a children with using that antinatural contract right that life policy when it pays out is not taxable under estate duty bible exactly but I what people that do, awesome what people do they just go along with the marriage you you meet uh miranda on, on a plane and you fall in love you get married you don't talk about that but then that life policy because he did not even register it as part of antinatural contract then it becomes a taxable upon your death. That's another way of losing wealth. Oh my gosh. Wow, but so but do you agree, Chili Boy, for the Nako Medical School, there's no way where I missed that. It wasn't there. Hmm? I don't worry. It wasn't also covered in UCT. <laughs> like it was not covered in the finance department. <laughs> but what was I, I, covered was yeah. we had to agree our business lawyer Oh, yeah, in business law, our lecturer always said to us, no matter what you do and you take away from this class, always take away marriage out of community of property. No matter what you do, marry out of community of property because it just, Mm. and she was like, if most of you are here and you become entrepreneurs, you're going to need it because Mm. you don't, one day your business failure could literally sink your family. Yeah, Yeah. even if you have a great marriage, it's not about love, it's about practicality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I remember Maya also put put it exactly the same way about practicality. Hey, I've got a lot to learn. Chili boy, we could spend the whole whole day here, but 
this has been so helpful. And like I say, it might be a repetition, but it it also helps to to hear it from from a black brother. Thank you so mm -hmm. so much. Thank you, Chili Boy. Oh, Chili Boy. Let's move on to the next segment of the show, you guys. Thank you so much. On to the next segment of our show, magical feedback from our hosts, where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode. So guys, welcome to Magical Feedback. As usual, Misa is going to start us off. <laughs> Absolutely. I am very happy to start you off. <laughs> so guys... Where do you even begin when there are so many, many, many takeaways? Let me start with one that I feel like um, Shilly Boy knows how to package things. He says, estate planning has got several tools. There are many tools of you doing your estate planning, how you get married, community of property, anti-natural or not putting your business or your properties in a company, registering a trust, having agreements in place when you borrow money, how you insure, all of those are called tools of estate planning. We've got to do it, guys. Yeah, that is, that is my takeaway. Wow, I love, yeah. love that. Um, yeah. I love what he said. So my takeaway is he says that the misconception is that estate planning is about death, but it's actually about wealth transfer. Yeah. And that a lot of people that have wealth have had wealth transferred to them, which is so, so powerful because I just think of how in our communities, we always want our kids to work for everything. They will work for mm -hmm. everything that they have. Meanwhile, in other communities, it is quite common that people, why families are wealthy is because the wealth has been transferred from one generation to the next. So what is this mm -hmm. obsession with teaching us hard work at all costs when mm -hmm. other people are not wealthy just from hard work, guys? They're also wealthy from wealth being transferred from one generation to the next. They were set up. They were yeah, set they up. Were set it's, yeah. And it's always like we don't talk a lot about in our community about how like when you are starting from a higher platform, it's platform. different to when you're starting from zero. When you're starting from resources, you are able to build on those resources so much faster. So most mm -hmm. of us, the reason why when also why it's hard for our generation and why it's also challenging even for the generation for Gen Z that's coming after us, to create wealth is precisely because everyone's starting from zero, right? Yeah. And there's some of us yeah. celebrating that our children will also start from zero, learning the value of hard work. You'll never buy them a car. Well, if you buy your child a car and they already have a property, that means that all their salary can go towards investment properties because they're not worrying about the first property to live, the car loan, black tax, all these other things because that is right. no longer an issue. So they can then just start working, creating wealth and keep moving the needle forward. I think that I is a huge guys. thing. I really, That's that such was a my huge big takeaway from this. And I always, I always despair when I hear black parents talk like that, that we'll never, why would I buy my car, my kids a car when they go to university or when they work? 
so that they don't have a car loan because without a car loan, they can buy property. They can do other things with their money. If they're not worried about a place to live, they can buy multiple properties to rent out, create income. So when we look at other nations and we're like, wow, they're so lucky. They're not lucky. Planning, guys. Planning, guys. Planning. Planning. Planning is such a real thing. Guys, (laughs) I I don't know what to say. I am just, that is such an incredibly important thing. And estate planning is for the living. Start mm-hmm. when you are leaving. I like what mm-hmm. you said there. Alrighty. Of the many, many takeaways, I I like this one. Property structuring or structuring your real estate business is not just about you are going to buy in a company. You are structuring because you want to op- optimize for tax. Mm-hmm. You want to protect the assets that you are buying, Mm -hmm. right? In case the business collapses or the real estate collapses, it doesn't consume your personal or your private home that you already Mm -hmm. have bought. And structuring also is for optimizing for financing, right? When you are buying a multi-let, for instance, or a block of flats, you are able to go and borrow from commercial institutions, and like your TAF, your GPF, NHFC, and the commercial parts of the banks, you don't necessarily go through your usual residential mortgage bond, uh, mortgage bonds. So structuring is incredibly important. There's a reason for it. Wow, that's my really, team. really love that, Mizo. Yeah. Um, my yeah. second takeaway is how he talks about loss of control. To have real wealth and to create more wealth, you have to let go of control. Hey, thank you. This one is gonna be thank you. Guys. And that's my full takeaway. And my only thing is just like you. Can you imagine? So, and that also means that you now have to choose your beneficiaries now, right? Now. I love what he said. You lose control now, but he also said Mm -hmm. that you can can rule from the grave. From the grave. Guys, you lose control now, but imagine you set up your descendants for 200 years or longer. 100 years from today. You're literally ruling from the grave, even after they are passed on. So this is so, so powerful. It is incredibly powerful. I have a friend whose dad did not write a will because he had mm. gone and um, married two wives and he was like, oh, I, it's too difficult. Basil born. We will have oh. to sort it out. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And I, I have a colleague who still has does not have a will and he's over 50 because his life is complicated. And who complicates it? Himself. Yeah. But can his you current he says his current will will make he, it will make him fight with his wife because he's got a child out of wedlock that the wife already knows. Write the thing down, black man, so that when you die, Bazobona, but you've written it down, right? Yeah. I tell you, when I, estate planning is 
gets me emotional. It, it's just one of those things that you yeah. see. And people tell you, they, they actually mm-hmm. tell you on the mentorship, they're like, Yo, it's too difficult to even begin this conversation. Because you know yourself. Like instead planning, and I, what I'm also hearing is that you need to face yourself and the things that you've done. That's what happens in estate planning. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. And how you think about money and how you control things and how you think you will be here forever and ever is what happens with estate planning. So it challenges everything about you. So people who don't plan, you end up with a messy, but if you want to leave a messy legacy of relationships, then, you know, you're going to leave a messy Yeah. And you know what, what Chili Boy says? Even that cup, people will fight over it when you're gone. They do, Jenna. People fight over clothes of, no, I want her <laughs> shawl. No, she was closest to me. You don't even think of these things because they seem irrelevant. But death also brings out high emotions within us. Some people feel guilt. Some people feel shame. Some people feel all sorts of things. And so because of that, they react in some kind, in some yes. type of way. And then now you add in money and land, things that are land. valuable. You basically just lit a fire. So I have worked in industry for over 20 years now. And when you have got an employee, a worker that dies, let's say on the plant, or on a mine, you should see 200,000 from the Provident Fund, how it makes people fight, how many people will turn up at HR to come and ask about the Provident Fund, how much does it have? They'll even forget this person has got kids. No. Because the mother, yeah. And mother's grandmother, grandmother will come in claim and say, the girlfriend was not married to my son. But the son has got children with the girlfriend. Yeah. They will fight over 100,000. It will be an issue of note. And our biggest thing is we don't even want to write a one-page wheel, guys. One page. It's free at the bank. Free, free, free. Mm. Estate planning. Anywho, my third takeaway, this one personally is my personal one, guys, because that's what happens on this podcast. We we built the learning platform for ourselves and for you <laughs> listeners. I like the resources that he shared at the end because it's things that I absolutely would have passed by because I just decide, eh, me, I'm reading medical journals and I read novels and whatever else that I read. But he shared resources and he says, once a month at least, read the newsletter of SARS. Mm. go on the FISA site, F-I-S-A, to go and see some court cases in property investment. You learn some. And he referred us also to look up in the newspaper where you see deceased estates or distressed estates. That's how you find um, cheap properties or properties at at, at below market. Mm. I I really like those shares. Mm. Oh wow! I love that. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. my final takeaway: Boy said, when you are leaving your estate, and when you're doing estate planning, and you're leaving assets to your descendants or your beneficiaries, you want to know who they are as people. So you're leaving 
a farm for someone in Pulukwane, but like they live in the free state. It doesn't make sense, right? So there's a lot that needs to be unpacked there. And so for me, I really, really like that because it comes back to this understanding of understand the people that you are leaving behind and understand the structure that you're leaving behind. So understand who your children are. Can and yeah. understand why it is that you're doing what you're doing. Do you want, are you doing this so that your generations after you can eat? Or are you just doing this because you just want to have a blast for yourself and avoid tax, you know, yeah. avoid paying lots of tax? So lots understand tax. yourself and understand the intention behind your estate planning and also understand that trusts are just one vehicle of estate planning. I really one vehicle. Just one oh, I like there it. are many, including marriage. <laughs> I will yeah. not forget that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we, we had so many takeaways, guys. Um follow follow Shiggy Boy. It's there's there's just so much to learn and yeah. we are always learning some. So Ben, this has been so incredibly amazing. I've loved this episode particularly. I have two. So, guys, without further ado, let's move on to magical expansion. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. So, guys, welcome to Magical Expansion. Nizo is going to start us off as usual. Shelly Boy, these are five personal questions. We just want to know a little bit more about you. <laughs> They're very quick. Please tell me one book that changed your life. It can be a business book. It can be a spiritual self-development book, anything, real estate book, please. I think for me, it will be The Alchemist, actually. Okay. I just, yeah, because, you know, I think for, and it, it, it's always, like, I mean, I mean, probably most people, yeah, most people yeah. write about it. So I think for me, alchemy has worked for me because as an mm. entrepreneur for years, yeah, you, yeah, you need that sense of, you know, I'm going for that thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. That's a brilliant book. That's Love a brilliant it. book. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one that I do recommend, not that anyone asked me from Paolo Coelho, is Down by the River Piedra, I said. And Yo, I know, hey? Okay? So beautiful, right? Yes. Oh, love it. We love reading on this show, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> nerds, nerds. <laughs> Chili boy, what is the thing that keeps you inspired? What keeps you inspired? Um, I think for me, it's test of my intelligency. Mm. Um, yeah, I know it's a weird word, but I, I'm obsessed with uh, testing my mental capacity to see how okay. far, how, how far, far can I push boundaries. I think that's yeah. what. Yeah, that's why I put in hours mainly because I want to see how. I mean, by the end of my time on planet Earth, like who will I be? Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So tell me, what do you wish you had known or done before you embarked on your property investment journey or your estate planning journey? Are the things that you look back and think, man, I should have? I think for me, I would rather not necessarily property, but being an entrepreneur. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I think for me was it, it's very weird. Um, I, I I'm very stubborn by character, and mm-hmm. in a sense that it, it helps with having a thick skin when okay. the challenges. Because sometimes stubborn people can go through difficulties easily. Yeah. But then the prop the downside of being stubborn is that you don't listen to the wisdom of the yeah. elders and yeah. those who travel the journey. You know, sometimes you. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think a yeah. sense of of patience and then mm-hmm. a sense of um uh, being able to listen, you know, mm-hmm. just just listen. You know, mm-hmm. some yeah, I, th- I think I, and I always say, well, I pray a lot, but I, I always mm-hmm. say uh I wish I prayed enough to be able to have a wisdom to listen and mm-hmm. and 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 listen to understand and and be able to hear what's mm-hmm. going on around, what these people are trying to communicate. Because sometimes that's people true. communicate, but then we miss the message. Yeah, yeah. But that's such a good thing also just to know the parts of you that are your weaknesses or strengths, it, it, it really helps. All right. Yeah, and I think that is seeking to know yourself and which is where I, I mean, you, you, you're speaking about, I think Vangal was speaking about therapies and taking through mm-hmm. the lines of therapy. But I, I, I personally, and, and this is especially in the black community where we need to start speaking about attending therapies where you seeking to understand you. And mm. I, I do a therapy, and I'm proud to, to say I attend therapy on a monthly basis, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, mm. you know, in, in one of those things, I mean, the brilliant one was dealing with emotions, you know, mm. you know, you know, or feelings, right? Let me rather say feelings. feelings. You know, mm. when, when, you, when you throw something at me, there's a feeling mm-hmm. that comes. Mm-hmm. Every time when you say something, it's mm. either feeling that I'm excited or I'm angry or I'm disappointed, or there's, there, there must be a feeling when you say mm. something. Mm. Yeah. How do you deal with the feeling? Do you deal it with listening to it, or do you deal with it through mentally? Mm. Because, so there's a different, it's going to affect you differently. If you deal, exactly. with, if you deal with the feeling by listening to it, sometimes you don't react. You won't react. Mm. But mm. in most cases, people deal with things from here, and then they react. That's yeah. why people snap. That's why people mm-hmm. do it. But anyway, so I think for me, just to go back, I think for me, it's about also seeking to understand who you are. And, mm-hmm. and you normally do that and develop that by going through things like therapy. And I think this is exactly what uh, wealth money maybe concept is about, because if you've got a trauma and you've got understanding of money and it, it goes back to understanding yourselves, yes, then yeah. you're basically going to have a, a, a financial, I mean, maybe a, a proper financial affair because you'll have, understood yourself yeah. <coughs> i mean you've just summed it up i love what you've just said because i always say trauma lives in the body so you yeah. have to work with the body you can't think it away so i love <laughs> that you said that you can't think you it don't away. think away our emotions and trauma who look at listen to that Mm. You oh, can't hear it rain. Noisy. It, everything is out. Everyone is out. The sun is nice and bright. It's beautiful mm-hmm. out there. Anyway, <laughs> my next question is uh, what do you still think you need to learn in real estate? What or in a real in uh planning, in estate planning? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think for me, where we are taking intergen is within the private uh wealth uh, banking industry um okay so I, th- 
Yeah, so we we just actually finalized one deal with one of the boutique uh, pri private banks, and 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 I think that's that's the that's sort of um, space that I'm more interested in to say how do I deal and with big money, uh, and because in that space we'll be dealing with uh, high net worth individuals, and I think for me it's understanding the whole landscape of banking industry how it functions. And how can it, it brings back awesome. and be able to service the black market? Because our niche focus is property investors, but then predominantly black middle class. So that's where, yeah. where so we are very niche focused business. So I think for me, it's about how do I learn to preserve wealth for black middle class within the banking industry context? Yeah. So we'll hopefully we'll have a bank, who knows, in 15 years' time. That is incredible. Okay, uh, is Misa frozen? I was waiting for her so. to ask this question, yeah, but I, think I will so. ask it. Um, what are some resources that you can recommend for property investing or even estate planning or anything for people that are getting started? So you can recommend a radio station, a podcast, a book, um, a blog, anything that you think is going to be really helpful to another person. Yeah, look, uh, and this is more actually more relevant to I mean property investors for like what you're saying, uh, especially on deal sourcing. Hmm. Platforms like a Master of High Court to know which uh, disease estates are being administered can help you a lot because in most cases where there's disease estates, there, there's always opportunity to buy properties below market value. So. Hmm. So if you you get yourself familiarized with what's happening there, and including insolvent insolvent estates, that's where you will get opportunities. So, but you just need to understand the dynamics there. It also helps you. To, it also helps you to understand how your wealth will be administered by them, because all of us are going to pass there uh, at some point. We're gonna pass on then everything is going to be administered. So the sooner you understand what's going on there, the more you, you put your affairs in order. So there's two ways. Is there, is there planning and opportunities for wealth? So that's one thing. Okay. And I think also platforms like SARS, read a lot on what's happening at SARS. The news developments there, you need to read a lot because things change mm -hmm. like this. So oh, if you're not, and I'm not saying read, because the media statement that gets issued there, issued for everyone so they don't yeah. they're not only issued for text experts or what so it's much okay. easier to read it's much easier to read uh, newsletters from SARS. so at least read okay. newsletters and like even if it's just one newsletter per month just try to mm -hmm. read because then you'll okay. know because that's your biggest area that is going to impact your wealth that's a reality just yeah. read okay. one. yeah okay. so yeah Sorry, <laughs> you've influenced me today. Oh my god, yeah, uh, okay, it's going to affect your wealth. You might as well read. I hear you, you. I hear you, I hear yeah. you. So, I think that's a, that would be a second platform, and then yeah. the, the platform like FISA, uh, you can actually read about court cases because one not to do so. Those things, the, the blocks like that, are easy, it's easy to read. Anyone who has no experience can just go there and read. And those resources are free. Yeah. So you just scan through and see court cases, what not to do. 
and you read, uh, they, they write nice newsletters, then they'll tell you the story will say, okay, these people, they did that. Then already you know that I shouldn't be doing that. Then you improve oh, within, you. within your affairs and, and yeah, good to go. Oh my gosh. No, guys, we said we, we are doing a learning platform. This is exactly what we meant. Thank you for that, Hilly Boy. Our last, last question before we let you go. Yeah. Please tell me, um, when you came to the podcast, you probably came with intention and um, let our listeners know what you are looking for or what business you are in and what you are looking for and leave us your contact details, please. Do you want to be honest? You want me to be honest with you? <laughs> Absolutely. Look, honestly speaking, you reached out and I like you. That's my intention for being here. And 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 <laughs> like get to know people. Look, I'm a people, right. I talk. I talk, I enjoy talking. So so yeah, so I think honestly speaking, I mean, I, I like knowing a lot of people. I love people. And especially people who are very in touch spiritually and and mm-hmm. and which is what I observed with you and Vangali. So for me, uh, you see, Vang, uh, Makwakwa, I'm, 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 I'm Vangali has never been so butchered. As yeah, I, 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 yeah, you see now, I, I, I don't even want to pronounce your name. Mame, Mame, Lashilikoi. You know what? Let me just say Vangi. Can I call you Vangi, please? Yes, yeah, that's gonna. I think that's a better option, Uti. Like thank you, you and I will will remain friends that way. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Um, I'll, you're so kind. Okay, so so I think, <laughs> I think for me was about that. I think honestly speaking, okay. and it's was, good was to connect me. because in, yeah. in 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 the realm of pro- property investment, that's how you build a tribe. That's how you know who you know because you know we are this we are looking for the same thing. You have spoken about wealth, wealth creation, preservation of wealth. That's that's what we are looking for. But our relationships are exactly our wealth. So where do people find you um, when they want your services, Chili Boy? Um, look, um, thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, like you said, um, for, forever life. Um, so all my platforms, Shili Boy Mutiba, and yeah. the, I mean, Intergen Private Wealth, it's also out there. Uh, okay. They can contact us there. Or I've got also okay. a famous number that I use. It's my WhatsApp number that is for public. So everyone awesome. can watch. Yeah, like everyone what can number watch. is it? Uh, 074-589-6439. Please repeat it again. That went really fast. 0745. 589. 589. Yeah, 6439. 6439. Yeah, that's one number that is yeah, it's like everywhere. Yeah, so everywhere. Yeah, yeah, anyone can have it. It's easy to get hold of me on that number. And tell our listeners about the round tables. How often are they? Why do you do them? Oh, that's my skills development there. Like, so, so that's for my training ground with my colleagues and where we, we just share about legal and tech. So if you look at our Property Wealth Roundtable page, so for those who are interested, yeah. you can go onto Property Wealth Roundtable Facebook page. It's about tax and legal side of things right. uh, because I'm a CA, I specialize in tax, and then Bruce Parkinson, he's an attorney and notary. Uh, then he he focused on the property law. 
So we come every every Tuesday, 7 p.m. to about uh, 7.30. It's live. Yeah. We discuss topical issues around uh, tax that affects in property investors. And then um, on Monday, I just, we don't plan it. We, we just go and have a chat with my guys that are developers. So I've got friends who are developers and we just talk on Monday at 10 a.m. We call it a property breakfast chat. So it's also Church, on the same yeah. page. Yeah, it's also on the same page. So we just we just talk, talk. I mean, they they doing big things, those boys. So we we just talk and and have fun. So that's pretty much that's what. Yeah. So people and then that's also it. YouTube, Chili uh, Boy Motiva. So yeah. yeah. So let's have fun. I think for me it's about let's challenge the mindset and and have fun yeah. and preserve wealth. Yeah. Oh wow! Thanks, guys. Awesome. Guys, go to the property roundtable um, uh, 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 chat. I I just find that because you you treat it as a nugget, you take a topical issue. It's nice and short. And for someone who is non-legal, non-accounting, if you are able to unpack things in the way that you unpack them, it mm. makes our lives so so much easier. I'm not gonna go back to university and go and study tax wow. and accounting. <laughs> So, so I must say, I must say, no, no, yourself and Bruce really do a great job on those. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for doing that for the nation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, thank I'm you sad. again thank for you. coming. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much, Chili Boy. Thank you so much, Mizo. Thank you so much, yeah. Property Magicians. We will see you guys again next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.